Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Black Power, Bigger 48, Mount Ho Chuck, Woken the Feet on the Ground Radio, Think Tank Thursday. We come to get it in. Let me set it off, though, proper. Praise that eternal glory to God. We belong to the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells. Long live the spirit of Sister Penny Luhama. Before the family, what's going on out there? You know what it is. This thing takes Thursday. We got a, a special thing going on right now. We see our theme up right now for Think Tank Thursday is we we trying to we striving to get through the wonderful work by Dr. Chancellor Williams, destruction of black civilization, the great issues of a race from 4500 BC to 2000 AD. Who we dealing with right now? Uh, we know the eldest works is going to spark a lot of thoughts in our in our own psyche. So, for the family out there, sit back, tune in. Uh, you got the book, read along with us. You can also uh, take a turn and read and also. But if not, I mean, it's all it's all to the good. We'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Not gonna let that keep us from getting it done. But we just like to have family joining in also. Let me get this right real quick here. Get my get my chat room open. See what's going on. Get all this together. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's see what we're doing here. We blasting off. We're going live. We're going live. Um, going live this moment. See how else we, what else we need to do. We need to open this up, get this chat room right. Got a lot going on this week. Uh, some things are continuous things from um, this weekend. Some things changed. A lot of things <clears throat> did branch off from that situation this weekend. A lot of things uh, branched off. We got new found uh, fever in the uh, uh, homosexual agenda. People really looking into it again. It really be like, oh, you know, it's not right and all this. But we've been telling them a long time ago. We've been fighting and pushing on it, beating on it, beating on it that uh, faggotry was not for us. We've been beating on that thing for a long time. You know, 
but people didn't want to listen, didn't want to pay no attention, thought that we was, thought that maybe we might have been going too far, that we were seeing things, you know, we was, uh, uh, what, what they call this, homophobic, we were seeing stuff that wasn't really there, wasn't really happening, we was making more out of the situation than what it was, we had a whole lot of other things that we should be concerned about more than the facts and all type of shit, and lo and behold, facts all of a sudden appear everywhere when you think, See, anytime you got a, anytime you got a problem and you know it's a problem and you, but you waylay the problem, you just like lay it over and be like, yo, we learn. I mean, we can deal with that tomorrow. It grows to become a bigger problem. Now we're in a situation where bags can look revolutionary via their rhetoric and the actions they are allowed to take with this sign of social racism, white supremacy, because faggots are allowed. To protest very loudly. Matter of fact, anybody who wants to just talk shit is allowed to talk shit in America. You can talk as much shit as you want to. Uh, this is something that we all should recognize right now. As long as they know that you're talking shit, you can talk that shit. But if they know that what you're saying is is um is structured around action. If the words that you're using are structured around action, then that is when you will be placed into a position of not being someone who is allowed the microphone. If you are theming uh, your speech around action and active things. So right now what we have, though, is we have um, the fags who have moved on us hard via the Black Lives Matter movement under under the guise of the Black Lives Matter movement when black lives really don't matter if you're not trying to create one. But we've had this come in, and so now there's a, a, a another spark into another cry into the community of how we have to get back our manhood, stop being effeminized and things of that nature. As I said, excuse me. As I said, we've been on this already for a while. Over here on Freedom of the Ground, you can look back, you can look back years back. As a matter of fact, on, on the new fag that they're really just pushing hard against this one fag, um, not even going to uh, uh, give him the, you know what I'm saying, I'm not even going to give him the credit of using his name right now, but this one uh, credulous fag, you know, they jumping on because he was seen at the Million Marks March movement and he had some reported brothers who were pan African brothers were uh, you know, taking pictures and photo oping with the bull. And um, you know, it just seemed to so uh, send a shock through the community, people like, Oh, you know, and woo 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 and you know, a lot of questions come about, you know. Questions such as, well, you know, can you really accept a man, you know, can you accept a man fucking a man in the ass? You know what I'm saying? Can you accept that? But you don't accept, you know what I'm saying? You know, and there's just for individuals who say, you know, well, you can still be black if you got a, a white boyfriend or a white girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Are we willing... If you're willing to accept that, then, then, then shit like that come up. But well, we got to be willing to accept this. 
because they all are natural under the guise of uh, black uh, unity, black nation building. So we ask ourselves these crazy questions. You know this world is going wrong when there's a question that it has to be asked about whether homosexuality is something that can be encompassed with inside of a pan-African um, ideology. That shows that there's already homosexuals around lurking who have been pushing the African ideology, but people have known to the people that they were faggots. This is what this says to me. But, you know, we see his back. He's ran his head again. Over here, we still, yeah, we straight black pride. We don't know we're not with none of that other shit, you know. Um, not concerned with trying to stick up for him or figure out a way why it's okay. None of that shit, you know. Uh, I, I always say it's a mental sickness. It's, it's, it's a, a psychosis which is something different, I think, than, I think it's a different type of uh, deviant that is, you know, you know, you try to see what other deviances can you juxtapose beside that. You know what I mean? And I don't see people juxtaposing other deviants besides that. I don't see people saying, well, look, you know, the fag, he must have a certain type of way so since we're looking out for the fags, let's look out for the the um, the men who like to sleep with their daughters. We might need justice for them, because in some cultures, some society, it ain't it's okay. Because we can find we can find somewhere in some cultures somehow where it happened once or twice, and then we can try to tie that back to Africa. So should we be doing that type of shit? You know, that's the question you have to ask yourself when you see people asking such ridiculous questions as, you know, can you be a fag and be pan-African? Why should I, yo, number one, yo, all right, I'm not going to say I shouldn't know you're a fag, but I shouldn't know you're a fag. <clears throat> see, I don't, that shit is just, it's, it's, that's bothersome to me. That's bothersome, it's bothersome as hell. But they say, you know, a person should be concerned about their sexuality. Well, I wouldn't be if I didn't know what it was. If I didn't know you had a deviant sexual life, I never worry about straight men. They never, they, they never try to get nobody to justify them being straight. There's no, nobody got no reason that you don't got to justify being straight. You got to justify being a fact. You got to find a reason to okay it. That's how you know that the shit wrong. Because you don't got to find a reason to okay. Motherfucking, uh, um, you don't have to find no a reason to okay being straight or being what they what they call heterosexual. You don't have to. You don't have no. You don't have to uh, find no reason to say, well, look, I'm doing this only because or it should be right. I can't nobody tell me what I feel and all this type of shit. I don't got. You don't got to say all that. It's just, oh, I'm getting married. Yeah, man, my girl pregnant. Uh, she having a baby. Oh, all right. All that shit is good. Nobody says what. You have what? Nobody look at you funny when you when you a man and you say your girlfriend is having a baby or your wife is having a child. She's pregnant. Nobody looks at you funny. But 
to a man and you say you got a boyfriend, motherfuckers look at you funny because it's natural. It's natural to think, what the fuck's going on here? But um, that being said, I just wanted to, I just, don't, don't mind me. I just had to get that off my, get that out my mind real quick. To just get that out my head real fast because it was in my mind. I'm seeing all this bullshit. I ain't really been on Facebook. Uh, I get it. I get on there, post a little bit of shit, then I jump off. And, and you know, you post some stuff that go crazy, then I jump off and let it just go. Let it just go wild. Well, uh, Black Power King, BB Fahodier to the family. BB Fahodier, what's going on, Sister Camille? Um, it's good that you uh, stick and move when it comes to Facebook. That's how I try to operate. But before you let go of what was on your mind, and I want to tell you I stand 100% behind everything you said, you know, we, I'm, I'm against all white uh, perversions. Uh, that refers to the religion of perversion. It refers to homosexuality, which definitely leads to pedophilia. You can't even tell which one started which one first. Bestiality. And it also goes to uh, sleeping and uh, um, procreating with the, uh, the beast. But I want to read a quote to you. Anybody on the line who know who this quote is from, please do not say I want the brother's opinion on and and the family opinion on this, if you don't know who this quote is from. I found it very interesting. If we do not accept homosexuals into the black power community, which I am totally a thousand percent in agreement with, what about blacks who have committed violent crimes against other blacks? Murder, rape, child abuse, beating women. Those totally unacceptable behaviors are having just as much a negative effect on our people as homosexuality, and in many instances more. So are those who so ready to join a lynch mob just a lynch mob just for homosexuality, ready to expose other niggas in black power who have been convicted of such violent crimes against blacks? The pendulum the pendulum swings both ways. Now, um, before you respond, brother, I want to say, you know, um, this reminded me of the Nuri Muhammad uh, sit-down when he was with um, the charlatans of uh, Saadidi because that was the example. You know, he had brought up uh, what about uh, those that murder Boom Boom Bang. But what do you think about that? Can you read the last? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Read that one more time for me, please, because I was processing it. Okay. Ashe. If we do not accept homosexuals into the black community, excuse me, let me start again. If we do not accept homosexuals into the black power community, which I am totally a thousand percent in agreement with, what about blacks who have committed? violent crimes against other blacks, murder, rape, child abuse, beating women. Those totally unacceptable behaviors are having just as much a negative effect on our people as homosexuality, 
and in many instances more. So are those who so are those who so ready to join a lynch mob just for homosexuality, ready to expose other niggas in black power who have been convicted of such violent crimes against blacks. The pendulum swings both ways. That was, a, that was a very interesting statement because um, the way it was laid out. Because, you know, you're saying you're 1,000% against homosexuality, which is, that's good. That's good. You know what I mean? But I don't, see, that's, that, you know, saying that, see, just, just a little, I was just, I was thinking the same thing, like, yo, now, how do we, where is what what is what are we going to consider what are we going to consider forgivable unforgivable you know what i mean or or things that are, you you understand what i'm saying like where's the line at but i'm not uh, you know listen man there's people that did a lot of there's people that did a lot of shit i'm not for no i'm not for if you're a rapist like, you know, like, you know what I mean? You're a rapist. I'll put a rapist in the same category with a fag. See, that's a, like, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's a weird, you know what I mean? That statement is a loaded statement. It's to sway you in a certain direction. The statement already, is the way that is, the way that is, 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 is written, I guess. You know what I'm saying? The way that is written, it already got you into a box already. It's not really leaving you a, 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 a thought on what's what. You know. Um, damn, that's a. Uh, okay. I guess you don't read it. I don't judge the post psychiatry, but like, like somebody who, like, yo, listen, right? I know some. I know some cats who got bodies. You know what I mean? I know cats in a shot. I've been in a lot of situations my own self. None to be named. I've been in a lot of situations in my own self. None to be named. You know what I mean? But um, and I would have to, I would have to think on my own self on how, how do you reconcile for for things that you have done? I don't know, Sister Camille. That's it. Brother Born, you know, like I said, if you remember that, um. Promotion for the bullshit sham that Farrakhan had. Isn't that how he tried to, uh, the religion perversion or nut, Nuri Muhammad tried to justify them having uh, fags at fags. the march? Yeah, the fags at the march. Yeah, like, did, he, did he not do it? Just, like, maybe not in those same exact words? But yeah, it was, yeah, it, was simil- it was similar. It was similar to that. It was similar to that. You know what I mean? It was similar. It was similar to that. I think he was a little bit more incredulous with what he was saying, though, because he made facts like a whole religion like that, like there was a nationality. But it was definitely similar to, to like, yo, what we gonna do? You know, what we gonna do with one if we gonna do this to to this one? You know what I mean? Like, yo, we can't. You can't not accept this brother, and then you accept this brother. Mm-hmm. And see, my whole thing is, uh, 
you know, according to uh, Dr. Amos Wilson, and I will I will find the quote from his work. Um, all of the things that was mentioned, right, to uh, juxtapose against uh, the refusal of accepting uh, our fam- uh, people that are black that are severely mentally enslaved, that they are practicing uh, white sexual perversion, all the other maladjusted behaviors that was mentioned, such as murder, rape, uh, child abuse doesn't say which kind, if that's uh, physically beating the child, or which is also from that perversion, the, the way we do it, or the way that that um, has been known in our community with um, child rearing, uh, with also uh, another sick white uh, perversion behavior, which is uh, raping children. But all of those things, murder, rape, child beating um, women, are all uh, maladjusted behaviors that we have uh, picked up from our indoctrination. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we're talking about getting getting rid of all white perversion. Ain't, ain't none of this shit. Ain't nobody saying any of that shit is right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what I was saying. It was like weird to, to put it in there like that because if it put you in a box, like, like you accepting one and not accepting the others. You know what I'm saying? And I was, and and that's weird because I mean, like you said, none of them are acceptable. None of them are acceptable. You know what I mean? Like the only thing, yo, murder, yo, but murder is acceptable. If you got to listen, man, if you got to take life to, to serve your own life and you and you got proper cause, man, you can murder. Well, I'm telling you, you can murder. Fuck that. Okay. I'm fuck that. I'm not going to tell nobody, listen, nah, like, listen, preservation of black life is number first and foremost, right? The preservation of your own black life matters when you got somebody else who's looking black trying to take your goddamn life. Now, if you out just taking black people's lives, then we got to look at your goddamn mind state and see what the fuck's wrong with you. Straighten you out. You know what I'm saying? See if you could be straightened out. But just, you know, uh, and, and, y'all, look. And like you said, anything that we practice against black people evil right now in this day and time, you just, it's just, you just a white person doing it. I say. That ain't even no black shit. You just being white. You kill a black person. You kill a black man. You just being white. You selling dope to everybody in the goddamn. You selling dope to everybody, mama. You just being white. We are all products of this sick, perverted society, and so you know. Uh, for me, okay, you selling drugs, right, to the community, drugs that you didn't put there, you know, the the whole um, dynamic of that being a, a option is brought to us by the enemy. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the sexual perversions. However, the sexual perversions, practicing homosexuality, 
Yes, selling drugs is an act of genocide on a certain level, if you want to say that. But to go outside outside of your nature, for, for me, I feel there are degrees of mental enslavement. That's my opinion. Sure, indeed. That's what I was saying. What's more deviant than the others? That shit, that's a, that shit is, goes beyond just, you know, that's some total, you know, listen, I'm saying, y'all, that's some real wild sickness right there, man. You you know, come on, man. I, I'm saying, that's just, y'all, I'm saying a faggot and a rapist is on the same, I put them on the same level. That's what I'm saying, like, yo, if I find out you a rapist, man, get that shit up, homeboy. It's not going to be. We want to try to figure out how to figure out what. You rape two, how many? You ain't, you ain't got no help. You ain't trying to get no help. We caught you in the act. You was going to rape another one. What are we supposed to do with you? Our death. The psychological damage, the trauma that rape, pedophilia, homosexuality leaves on the psyche is some real shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's extreme deviance. Now, if you sold some drugs and you went to jail and all that, or you sold some drugs and now you sold drugs 10 years ago, 5 years ago, even a year ago, you sold drugs. You done changed your African mind. You get into your African way straight. I can't say nothing about you. You got you caught a case. You went to the feds. You went to the feds. You did seven in the feds, eight in the feds, ten in the feds. Shit, my older brother did like got ten. He did like eighteen. But you know what I'm saying? I can't be like yo. And and now being like. He he uh, uh as good as a as good as a black man as he tried to be take care of his, he take care of his children, you know what I'm saying? He provide for them regular basis. They ain't got no they they ain't in, they they need. He ain't out robbing, stealing, killing. He ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? He not doing no illegal life. According to the white man, he ain't doing no illegal shit. So you know, like uh, now, if he wanted to say, listen, man, you know. I'm really looking at, uh, you know, I'm 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 really exploring this pan-African ideology. Am I supposed to be like, yo, listen, man, you know, you done did about 18 years of some drugs, man. You know, yeah, it was 10 years ago you did them years, and it was all from your childhood, you know. But you know, you did that, you know, you did that time, man. You know, you caught a body and you came home. I got homies right now who caught bodies who can hold home now. They was kids when they caught them bodies. They ain't out doing that no no more. They, you know, they 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 being as productive as they as they can. On matter of fact, two of them own businesses. I know two different ones. They own businesses right now, and 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 look to give back to the community. Try to teach people different type of ways to do what they what they know how to do. They know how to uh one of them know how to work uh um. Buying houses and real estate and stuff like that, and he's trying to get that knowledge back. And the other one, dude, he do uh, silk screening and stuff like that, but he show people how to do it. Passing the skills on. Yeah. And see, that's different, and that's why I don't. I got a problem with what I read because see, you're talking about things that like ain't nobody got no open arms for somebody that's 
fucking raping a child right now, saying it's okay, you can come on in and say you black power. Nobody's saying that. That's insane. That's the same thing if you are a homosexual right now, 2015, and you saying black power, that is a problem. If you are a practicing religion of perversion and right this second and you say you're black power, that's the problem. You're lying. You're lying, yeah. So nobody's saying that. Yeah, you can't practice both. You know what I'm saying? If you sold drugs back in the day, you waking up, you found yourself, that's a different story. Ain't nobody saying you are selling crack to the community right now and you saying black power and that's okay and you fronting like you out here educating under the, under the, uh, 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 under the um, understanding that you got um, black power, you you studying, you trying to uplift your people. No, that's you can't mix that like that. That's wrong. And like you said, that's putting people in a box. Yeah, yeah, you can't mix you can't mix that like that. That shit don't go like that. Nobody saying that. Yo, I'm gonna tell you the only group that I've ever been in where you could do some shit like that was the Nation of Gods of Earth. <laughs> but how are you saying that they? Uh, I'm not saying that they that is. It no lessons or nothing like that, but is it what? There's an understanding there, right? That they like, yo, listen, you in the land of the devil. So when you in the double land, you got to do whatever you got to do to survive in the double land. So if you, so whatever he give you, that's what you got to do. So whatever you're doing, it's okay. And that shit is not, that ain't no kosher shit. I just, I, niggas, niggas end up getting, uh, a school right here in Connecticut ran in. So they were selling crack out the school. There ain't no, ain't nothing that I'm thinking of RBG that would allow no shit like that. You know, African shit talking about, no, you can do some shit like that. Hell no, that's killing the community. But it's these motherfucking ideologies that have you outside the community thinking that you can do that to the community. Because they're not you. You're not them. They're the 85%. They're dumb, dumb, and blind. When you African, you think as one people. So you can't think no shit like that, that that shit is good. None of that shit is good. None of that shit is allowable. No rapists, no motherfucking murderers of black people. No, None of y'all is allowed. Now, if you did it before and you done changed your motherfucking ways and we see you, you moving forward as an African, all right, clear. If you think you're going to be out here just killing Africans and you can be up under the guys that we, oh, I'm just killing good good Africans, you ain't went and touched their traitors. You ain't did nothing to, you ain't did nothing to nobody who who really deserved it. Then, what are we supposed to say? That's a very interesting statement. Um, <coughs> I'm not... I ain't agreeable with that, with that statement because, of, like I said, it's trying to put you in a box as though is that somehow those other things have, are agreeable or have been agreeable at some point in time. And I don't know when they've been agreeable. I don't know when people say, yeah, that's some shit you can do. I don't know no black power crack dealers. I don't know no black power racists. I don't know how you can be. You can't be. See, that's the same thing. It seems, you know, there used to be, like Christians used to say, you know how Christians always say, listen, just because you say you're a Christian don't mean you is. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? 
Do we? <laughs> I know Sadie gonna chop that bullshit up. Oh, God. Do yo, we? Listen, man. Yo, listen. See, I'm about to, to get this nah, job, man. I'm about to give him a call, man. Yo, what's going on, Chief? I'm about to give him a call, man. What's going on, Chief? Tell me what's happening, man. Tell me what's happening, man. Wait, I, I got it. I got him. I have to give him a ring, man. So I can get him in, man. We got to know what's happening with this shit, man. The youth love you. Well, we see, you know what I mean? We don't want to see this thing going in the wrong direction. So do, do a nigga know he about to be on the guillotine? I'm thinking of the karate movie, Flying Guillotine. Do you not see it? These motherfuckers got their all eyes. Do do you not understand? Yeah, listen, they put the money going, listen, now you know the first thing they do. First thing they do is go after your character. They try to calculate your character. But they try to destroy you in front of the people. They try to assassinate your character. They tried that already. The character assassination didn't work. Now they're going to try to go after your scholarship. They're going to try to attack you from all angles. Doing them like the beast. How the cracker do you? Both in with flattery. All the while plotting on how to take you down. What are you on low plotting? Together, plotting. Man. Man, oh man. Wait a Uh, you know, and that's, and that's the thing, because the babies really want to go down with it. I'm calling them babies, but, you know, <laughs> they like the babies to be anyway. But, you know, they that's who they want to go down to go see. It's going to be in New York, I'm saying. Thank God. Yeah, I sure y'all want to go to that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't mess around. I don't mess around with the niggas, man. So I don't mess around with the life, man. Mess around with the niggas, man. Well, they already know. They know I don't mess around with the niggas. They know. They don't fuck with that nigga, man. At all. And y'all coming to me with this. I'm glad y'all finding yourselves in response to information and shit like that. No, Brother Bourne, um, where I'm at right now, the best thing I could do for the young ones around me is keep their head in the uh, works of the masters. Don't even come up for air. Stay right there. Because I don't know what's going on around you. I'll say, that's, true. that's truthful right there. That's truthful right there. That's 100%. That's 100% on right there, Sister Camille. 100% on. We don't know what's going on. Out here, so be careful. We treading lightly out here. We treading lightly. On some real shit, brother boy. And that's how I missed the whole uh, getting caught up in the Booker T. Coleman's and the uh, what's the other uh, pork chop Hagen's. 
mm-hmm. and all of them because I was in, I had my head so deep in the um, books of the master teachers, I wasn't checking for nothing else but fucking with their bibliography. Well, you know, on limited resources as a young person, doing what I need to do, but that's where I stayed. And I'm glad because I missed all of that. That shit would have had me all going through curves, you know what I'm saying, only to get back to going right back to the master teachers. That shit. In fact, I might have not even made it back. No. I'm glad I ain't, I, I wasn't with I'm glad I didn't rock with none of them niggas either. I never rocked with no portrait of Higgins. I never liked none of the shit that he did when I when I when somebody showed it to me. And I don't know when he came out, but I seen Portrait of Higgins after I had already seen Seti shit, which had already just was like some whole other shit. Because the only person I had dealt with who was wild like that was um Phil Valentine. Because he used to put out the information on Christianity and shit like that. And he and he'd give you a, a 50, 60 books to read. That's all I used to rock with him on that shit. But, I don't have reason to look at no goddamn Hank and no Booker T, none of that shit. Like I said, I only seen one thing that I've seen by Booker T was the Dogon. And I've seen that a while back. That was before I knew he was a gump. And after that, I didn't want to look at it no more. I got the book anyway. So I got books on it. Like, what he got. So if I want to see something about the Dogons, I can go right into the book, my own self. Pull it right out. Ashe. That's why I don't that. And I got the book by, by the white boy, Michael Bradley, coming. Bookmaker, I was talking about. What's the name of that book again, brother? Uh, damn, let me let me see this. The, the, the Lost Tribes of the Caucus? Ah, uh, yeah, I say, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just ordered that joint so it'll be here soon. Uh-uh. Make sure I got some some firepower for for the youth. That's the firepower for the kids right there. Or they don't they don't believe that the white man is the beast. So, you know they've been taught they've been taught against that. Everything they seen on TV and all that shit taught them that they their own worst enemy. So you got to show them that look no 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 listen look at look at what the white man say about the white man. Don't believe us. Look at here. See what this guy can say he do? This is, this is his. This is his lifestyle. I read the reviews for the book on Amazon. One white person wrote up there and said, yo, listen, I'm telling you right now, white people, y'all might not like what you're reading, but this is an excellent book for white people and black people. You should read this too. You want to know what, what they psyche about? I said, oh, look at this here. But, yeah, uh, family, this is uh, Think Tank Thursday, and we are going to get into the destruction of black civilization. We're just having a little, you know, just a little conversation. Black power out there. Who out there? I'm in the chat room open. See our brother Cole's out there. Your sister McKee out there. Black power, brother Little out there. Black power. That's his family out there. 
Another task was to determine whether an institution called African was in fact African in the sense of being universal among the blacks, a continent-wide institution in contradistinction to something peculiar to one of more one or more tribes, nations, or African regions. This distinction is important here, but for too often things are characterized as African, which apply only to certain societies. These represent the development of a whole complex of cultural variations about which Western writers declaim and emphasizing the great ethnic differences among the people. This is not accidental or without design. Caucasian fears about the possibility of blacks developing a sense of oneness and unity of action is deep and centuries old. Many subtle schemes are used to maintain divisiveness and, and with success. Uh, a student of comparative history can see without difficulty that various people scattered all over the world often develop similar institutions without ever having had any contact whatsoever. This is equally true of the most isolated groups. Similar circumstances may produce similar ideas and cultural patterns, all of which may confirm the, Cart the Cartesian theory about the equal distribution of common sense among all mankind by simply doing what comes naturally. One society may evolve a life system not, on, not unlike another society 10,000 miles away across distant, distant oceans. Therefore, neither the external influence theory nor that of the common origin of a widely segmented people should be hastily affirmed. We hold this to be true even in the study of one race in the generally same environment of one continent. The evidence must still be conclusive. And I wanted to go back to something right here that I, that I read in the uh, first part of the African Constitution, Birth of Democracy. It says, um, we, we are therefore primarily concerned only with those things which were characteristically African, practically universal among them from one end of the continent to the other, and which thereby indicated an ancient common culture and a common center of black civilization. On this we stand. And this where we got, and this deals with today's, Days and times where we have to have that that guideline on this is this is where we stand on this right here and everything else is out. You know what I mean? Because you have to have a uh, cultural guideline and barrier to protect yourselves and protect you know protect your mind, protect your resources to things that are adverse to your society and cultural norms. So I think that it's a um, Real important piece to to reflect on and remember, you know, from that from chapter six right here in this early part. So anybody else would like to add on anything to this uh, section right here before we move on? All right. Well, uh, who who would like to read next? I wanted to call the young names out. But the calls that you out there. Uh, Black Power. Um what the origin of African democracy, correct? 
all of whom descended from the same ancestor or related ancestor, all might live in the same community or state, but they were often scattered far and near in separate independent societies. You want me to want me to keep going? No, nah, we can um uh, we can change over, but you know that's this a um is also a, a a good passage here when when you look at when you look at right there where they talk about the uh, lineage ties and responsibility of the age. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me see right here. It was um. It was a network of kinsmen and alleged kinsmen, all of whom descended from the same ancestor or related ancestors. You know, that's that's the main reason why here um, unknowingly we have a great power because of our closeness to each other and the fact that we tied in to, our, to each other's ancestors. This is one of the reasons, this is one of the things that, you know, I always take into account is that black people, especially black people from who, who um, live over here in North America, are referred to as brother and sister because it's just, it's, it's a, um, it's just like, it's just like a known factor that, that all of us are related, and we got to take more account into that fact that more that all of us are related, and that right there helps push us back to want to deal with each other properly, or properly. Excuse me. And he also made a, another excellent point when he spoke on how. They were they referred to societies as primitive, but even saying that, wanting to wanting uh, wanting to use that in a mannerism to um, denigrate the society that we had. It, on one hand, it, it could be used to denigrate, but on the other hand, by even using that term primitive, it does automatically give you the um, the inference that. It's the first. It, yeah, it might be primitive, but that just means that we the first ones who did it. Anybody else want would like to add on? Um, yes, I um, I like the way he brought up, you know, how we govern ourselves, and you know, when I be bringing it up to people, sometimes you know they act like we're not capable, you know, of controlling our own community, you know, like everybody would just be out of control, you know, but, I mean, they did it, so, I mean, it's a way, it's, it's a way for it to be done, and um, I just think that's inspiring, you know, even though I already knew it before, you know, we read it, but still, you know, I think that's what we need to be moving towards. Um, because, you know what I'm saying, the motherfucking police, they don't, you know what I'm saying, they don't give a shit about us. You know, so then they not even um, by law. You know, they don't even have to to um, what is it protect? No, you know, that yeah, constitutionally they um they don't have to have to. We're not constitutionally, but um, 
I know from a court case, they do not have to protect us. Yeah, you're right about that. I've seen a report on that on that same court case on that ruling come down from the Supreme Court that it's not the cops' duty to keep you safe. That's your job to keep you safe. Then they need to change their model uh, from protect and serve to pray and slay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what they did to protect and serve, though. They did to protect and serve the property. I shame. That's what they do. You know, Queen, um, I'm sorry, King. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, That was uh, a passage that I wanted to speak on, too, because, um, you know, the sister broke down, according to uh, Dr. Chancellor Williams, was uh, democracy at its highest development, where the people actually govern themselves without chiefs. And to bring that into modern times, as the sister did, build on that, more proof that we don't need these self-appointed black leaders. Each and every one leader within yourself.
Yeah, that that shit the deductor it comes from all of it come from us. See that's I don't even want to get into that, but that's one of these tricks that they starting to use on us. I don't think they correct with this all out of Africa theory. I don't think because y'all ain't nuts. We from Africa. You from well, where the hell are you from? You from you from something else. Well, I tell you one thing: you will not find uh, signs and symbols that you will find that are archaic in Africa, meaning the oldest that you you that have. Lie going also, I'm sorry, Black Power. There you go. Um, the archaic symbols of our ancestors, and I'm talking hundreds of thousands of years, right? That you find, uh. 50,000 years, not even, say 20,000 years over in South America. (laughs) An inference can be made that those were Africans who came over here, boom, boom, bang. But the interesting thing is that you don't find them same connections when it comes to Europe. The only thing that has been found in Europe are cave drawings of animals innate to Africa. That are not, when I'm saying archaic, I'm talking tens of thousands of years old. Unlike what you will find in South America, that are 15, let's say, let's give it 12,000 signs and symbols. The exact same signs and symbols that come out of archaic Africa. You don't find that in Europe. You don't find that. So you ain't going to push on me that the Cracker Beast was the same people that took use um, navigational skills and equipment, like boats and shit, to come over here following the currents because they have signs of how the currents will take you from different places from experience. You can't have that as an actual fact if you haven't had that experience. That means somebody had to come back, too. Somebody had to come back to tell you the way. You don't find no statues in Europe of somebody in uh, uh, what would be synonymous to leopard skin, figures of bats. You, you don't find that there. You got to go across like that middle part. Somebody doing something in the background. I don't know what you're doing. You're playing with some tapes or something. Sound like you're opening and closing the tape deck. And you still got a tape deck? Now I'm going to have to mute you. That's good. 
Y'all hear that, right? Y'all hear that noise right there? They're clicking, clicking, clicking. Sound like somebody moving around or something. Ashe, you not bugging. Oh, somebody is it? Somebody is on. Uh... All right, let me see if it's... let me see if that's it. Got it. Hmm. I'm going to lose my train of thought here and that clicking, clicking, clicking. I'm like, yo, what the hell is that going on back there? But, um, Sister Makia dropped off at Destruction in the middle of 163. Is uh any questions anybody want to add on anything and I'll move on. All right. Well um let me hit it up. The lineage ties and responsibilities in the age grade or age set system were the earliest institutions through which the African constitution functioned and out of which its democracy was born. It was ne- it was a network of kinsmen and alleged kinsmen, all of whom descended from the same ancestor or related ancestors. All might live in the same community or state, but they were often scattered far and near in the separate and independent societies. The ancestors from whom they claimed descent was always great because of some outstanding deed or extraordinary achievements. These generally grew in magnitude in magnitude as time and the generations passed, thus causing the true achievements to be overlaid by the false claims going out of praise songs. Each generation of poets and storytellers gave their imagination full range and romantic glory. Myths were born in this manner, and on later concepts of both royalty and divinity gained support from the same source. In, in contingent, independent chiefdoms, the the lineage was the powerful factor in providing the basis and incentive for the later formation of kingdoms and empires. No people in African history used the concept of kinship ties more effectively than the Lunda and the remarkable expansion of their empire. Even more remarkable than the territorial expansion of the Lunda Empire was their idea of a nation as one big brotherhood. I'm going to go back and uh, he said again. Oh, right here, right here, right here. I just want to read this again. Each generation of poets and storytellers gave the imagination full range and romantic glory. Myths were born in this manner, and the and the later concepts of both royalty and divinity gained support from the same source. Note that. Yeah, it was a point in time where it, it wasn't, people didn't have royalty and divinity like that. But it was through uh, ties to stories and the glory and the the uh, ancestral worship, you know what I'm saying, the deep, the deep embedded ancestral worship that gave rise to 
right? Uh, accordingly, instead of first attempting to conquer and annex by force, they would approach independent states and seek to demonstrate from oral history that all of them were merely segments of a common lineage, all brothers in fact. It appears that the majority of states believed in the principle of a common ancestry and readily became members of the empire. Some required more facts before they were convinced. Still, still others were not convinced and preferred to remain separate and independent. These were generally conquered and given a lower status in the nation than those who united voluntarily. But we are considering lineage before the rise of kingdoms, and in particular the lineage as the governing and organizing force in states without chiefs or kings, where community consensus was the supreme law that anyone that anyone could not ignore, only at its peril. There were in, there were interesting aspects to the many situations where a large number of these chiefless states were scattered over a wide territory, each independent of the others, yet all fully aware and unlike in Lundaland, had to be convinced that they belonged to a common lineage. Kinship found expression in trade and a temporary confederations when attacked by external foes, those not considered to be members of their lineage. There were quarrels and warfare between these member states of the common lineage. The highly humane aspect of African warfare, the puzzled many Western visitors doubtlessly developed from the widespread recognition of lineage or kinship ties. For in the much-heralded tribal wars, the main objective was to overcome or frighten away the adversary, not to kill at all if it could be avoided. Hence the hideous mass and blood-curling screams as they charged. Even when the enemy was defeated or completely surrounded, escape routes were provided. The victors pretended not to be aware of them. Indeed, there are reports of rest periods called when neither side seemed to be winning. At such times, the warriors on both sides might meet at the nearest stream to refresh themselves, kid each other, and laugh at each other's jokes until the drums, gongs, or trumpets sounded for the resumption of battle. This was traditional Africa. How did it change to a warfare of killing, lineage, or no lineage? How did it happen that even now in our modern and advanced civilization, some of the most murderous and inhuman wars are, brought, are fought by blacks against blacks? And in this space of their increasing awareness that they are, in fact, one people, it is quite clear that in early Africa, war was not much more than a frightful game when among themselves. Was the radical change brought about by the death-dealing incursions from Asia and Europe? This raises other questions of great urgency. Are we really civilized today? Have we not substituted the trappings of civilization, our triumphs in science and technology, and a computer revolution for civilization ties? Suffice it is to say that the steady weakening of lineage ties and the spirit of unity was also a weakening of the sense of brotherhood and unity among the blacks. Today, it finds little expression except in various languages or tribal groups, and these maintain it more and, uh, and more as a cohesive force to be used against all of them. All right, hold on, let me see what I'm doing. All right, lineage then was the most powerful and effective force for unity and stability in early Africa. And this was so true that a state could be self governed without the need for any individual as ruler, chief or king. Everyone was a lawyer because just about everyone knew the customary laws. 
Responsibilities of the various grades accounted for the smooth functioning of the chiefless states. Each grade had its own social, economic, and political role. The children's set covered the years of game and play. Around the ages of six and seven, however, general training and some little jobs began to be mingled with play. Primary education included storytelling, mental arithmetic, community songs and dance, learning the names of various birds and animals, the identification of poisonous snakes, local plants and trees, and how to run and climb swiftly when pursued by dangerous animals. Child training also included knowing and associating with members of one's age group as brothers and sisters, and to regard them as brothers and sisters until death and beyond. Little chores around the house became routine, such as gathering sticks for wood for fuel, bringing water, tending the cattle, feeding the chickens, or, if a girl, 
looking after baby or younger ones, imitating mother at cooking and trying to learn how to sew and knit. The nearest thing to the boy's political role in childhood was when he carried his father's or uncle's stool to the village council meetings and listened to the excuse me, interminable debates. The next grade above childhood was teenage through age 18. These periods, of course, varied in different societies. Now, both training and responsibilities were stepped up. Playtime was either over or very limited. Education and training became more complex and extensive. The youth's entire future depended upon their performance at this age level. He or she was marked for success or failure in this second age set that began at age 13. The boy was now required to learn his extended family history, and that of his society, the geography of the region, names of neighboring states, and the nature of the relationship with them. The handling of weapons, hunting as a skill, art, rapid calculation, clearing the bush for planting, the nature of soils, and which kinds grew what best, military tactics, care and breeding of cattle, the division of labor between males and females, bartering tactics, rules of good manner at home and abroad, competitive sports. He was required to provide leadership examples for the childhood age group below and responsibilities to the age group above. Keep going or um, take it to this next paragraph and stop there. The apprenticeship system in which one became a skilled craftsman was one of the most important of the second-level age set activities. This is another reason why this age grade was the most crucial of all. At its end, one would excuse me. At its end, one went through the initiation rites for the exalted level of manhood. The girls' age group differed from those of the boys. Introduction, introduction to womanhood roles, for example, was early. They had the same intellectual training as the boys. History, geography, rapid calculation, poetry, music, and dance. The training in child care, housekeeping, gardening, cooking, marketing, social relations, with particular stress on good manners, these were some of the essentials in the age group education and training of young people at this level. Housekeeping, mentioned above, does not reveal the important kind of training that came under that heading. For, it was most, for its most important aim was how to be a successful wife, an everlasting desirable wife. In many societies, this training by older women away from the community included the art of exciting sexual intercourse, position variations, cleanliness, cleanliness in the relationship, and in short, the do's and don'ts in intimate relations. These early black societies were in many ways far in advance of the modern societies. Black power.
Um, I, I found that uh, the passages that I read um, really gave a, a, a nice insight into um, our socialization and understanding that uh, we had different roles to play based upon gender. And understanding but, that we had different roles to play based upon gender. Right. Yeah, we got another radio on the line. Hooligan Radio. Where um well born at? Cause we got some uh crackers that need to be dismissed after chair room. I shake. All right, I'm gonna head on. Get their dirty asses up out of here. I know y'all was hitting a little bit of the um, other passage. Because I sure can't wait to rewrite the book, The Destruction of Cracker Civilization. I'm going to make sure I write the first couple of chapters in that bitch. Ashe. You know, and it's going to be from experience. And our guest five two, another cracker beast in the mix. Camille, what number are you six? Sister Camille. Uh, she said number uh, five. Power. I'm not for sure, but you know, it, it, you know, that don't. Um... Number six. Uh, she said number five. Sorry, family, I have a piece of laptop on. My bad. Uh, yeah, you number six. I got it. I got it. We just lost them out the room, period. No, I mean, that's the best way you just knock them out the room, period. Well, um, Sister Camille, you were going to go into the um, early education? Say that again, King. I'm sorry. Um, the early education. Could you start on page 160, 166? Yes, I, I read up to um after the end of the first paragraph on 167. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm bugging out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're on page 167, right, at the first two grades? Ashe. All right. Yeah, I'm working now. I got it marked, too. I just went out when I opened oh, oh. the paper. What's up? I went to go look at my, look at the board and check this out. Let me see something. No, hold on. Yeah, maybe if you could uh, close. Yeah. 
Sister Camille, is you out there? Sister, Sister Camille, that's you? Sister McKee, I got y'all out there? Black Power, well, I'm here.
But um, do anybody else want to add on? Open up some of the other lines and uh, I potentially check in. See who there. Uh, brother, brother Born, I did want to ask you what page I was on, man. I'm just really getting, getting, getting my book and shit. Oh, we're on page on 167. All right. Black Power, Brother Tim. Black Power, Queen. Black Power, Black Power family. How y'all doing, man? Good to hear from you. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, if, if it's all right with everybody, I'm gonna jump into page one sixty-seven. All right. I'll take that as the cue. Um, 167, we are, we're still dealing with early education. The first two grades may be de- designated as A and B, third as C, the fourth as D, and the final and highest grade, and the final and highest as grade E. Grade C, ages 19 through 28, was the manhood and first line of action group. And the first line of action group. Its members led in the hunting, community construction, preparing fields for planting, forming the various industrial crafts, guilds, secret societies. Each of was guarded the process of its art, protecting the far-ranging grazing cattle, the upkeep of roads and paths between the villages, policing areas when necessary, and forming the bulwark of the fighting force. The young women in grade C would generally rise. They were responsible for the planting and care of the fields, the heavy work of bush clearing, et cetera, having been done by the men. The operations of the market hence the stress on mental arithmetic in their training, visiting and care of the sick and the age, formation of women's societies, the media for women's social, economic, and indirect but very real political influence, and they were responsible for and in supreme control of all matters concerning the home. In those societies, that had the female fighting forces, the women armies were also were formed almost entirely from the age grade C. In terms of constitutional rights and duties, the two were inseparable. In early Africa, where there, there was not much difference between age group C and age group D. Seniority was a significant difference since D was from age 29 to 40. If otherwise qualified, members in this class, upon reaching the age of 36, were eligible for election to the most highly honored body in the society, the Council of Elders, an honor and privilege especially uh, honor and privilege especially preserved for those 40 years and 40 years old and above. Group E.
That was pretty straightforward. You know what I'm saying? Just really letting you know that, you know, the um how it broke up so then that way it was no uh everybody understood what their what their uh position was gonna be and what it was gonna do and the one thing that it did give you was the um the knowledge of knowing that you would move up in grade through time and that your work is for you know, your work will continue on no matter what grade you went. Ashe, and uh, we can see where the uh, formation of guilds that you see today with, like, electrician shit and, well, they call them unions now, but you see the origin of such things coming from our ancestors, you know, the various industrial craft guilds and also what, well, what is called secret societies today, but we see what they were then um, and the origin of it, secret societies, each of which guarded the process of its art. Well, you can see all the tools of civilization that are used today, right? From the upkeep of roads, we see uh, agriculture, the agriculture industry that exists today, the uh, husbandry industry dealing with an, uh, uh, the domestication of animals, which we deal with today. Even though you may not be doing it personally, how you think the meat got in your supermarket, where it comes from? all science and skills that our ancestors, keys of civilization that we're still using today, coming from the African mind. Anybody else got anything you want to add on real quick to this, uh, this point being made? We're about to move into the next section, the early judicial system. Oh, and one more thing, brother. Don't I believe it's the age of 36 you have to be to be a, a sitting president of this uh, racist society? Yes. You might have just stole that, right? Okay. Might have just stole that. As as everything else. You know, even when you get graded, it's A, B, C, D. On any grade. Like if you're getting a test or if you're at school, that's how you're graded. Now, we're not saying that they had the A, B, C, D, but they, we're saying that the system was set up in the same mannerism where you could uh, you could draw, uh, you could make an analogy between the both, how they look so much similar. Now, uh, we're going to go to the earliest judicial system. We're going to set it off for me. I, I know we got people. I see our family out in the audience. Nobody want to read tonight. But we're in the earliest judicial I, I hear it, Brother Bourne, because I don't believe my long brother. Stay on. Let me, let me, let me get, get it in real quick. Right. Uh, where we at the earliest judicial system? Yes, sir. Um, in the in the chiefless states, the function of the elders 
was wholly advisory. For this reason, they rarely met as a council. Man, let me start over. The chief list states the function of the elders was wholly advisory. For this reason, they rarely met as a council. A council meeting might be called by the senior elder in case of an extreme emergency. Matters involving members of the same family or clan could be settled by the family council, each family or clan having its own elders. Conflicts between families or clans could be brought before any mutual acceptable elder for settlement. The elder's judgment was not binding on the was not binding on the parties to the dispute. This was the constitutional theory. If the case was being serious, the disputants were dissatisfied with the elders' decision regarding it. They could call in one or more additional elders to hear and pass on the case. I ain't read that right. If the case was big and serious and the disputants were dissatisfied with the elders' decision regarding it, they could call in one more one or more additional elders to hear and pass on the case. Their decision was also advisory. It could be disregarded by the parties to the to the action. Yes, the elders' advisory judgment could be ignored under ancient African constitutional law. Okay. Yes, the elders' advisory judgment could be ignored under ancient African constitutional law. Yet, under practical operation of the same constitution, the disputants could ignore their elders' judgment only at their peril. You're going to die. For to ignore the elders was considered to be ignoring the community itself. Man. The only exceptions to this were those cases where the elders or elders rendered an obviously bad decision. Even then, it was not left to the contestants to say whether the judgment was good or bad. The community decided because the community was thought to be represented was thought to be represented in the ever-present crowd at such hearings. They. The people present always indicated their attitudes by expressions and nods of approval or disapproval of decisions reached. The constitutional theory and principle here are are, are significant are especially significant because of the important part the important form they took in all African societies in every part of the continent as they evolved from society without chiefs to central to centralized states under chiefs, kings and emperors. In this continent in this continent wide constitutional development, the chief or king became the mouthpiece of the people and the instrument for carrying out their will. They still had no ruler in the Asian and European sense. On questions and dispute, he was in the same position as litigants in the chiefless state. Like them, under the Constitution, 
he had absolute power in theory. And in theory, he could ignore the counsel and do exactly as he pleased. But in practice, like the disputants, he did not dare defy the council of elders, which also had evolved and become the people, their direct representatives. Africans generally prefer to dwell on the constitutional theories and not the constitutional practices. That's a real shit. They, they, they proudly speak of the freedom and absolute powers of the chief or king. Some will even tell you that the king owned all the land in the country. They are not trying to deceive. Words of another language often fail to translate the people's concept of me. When they say the king is supreme or has absolute power, they mean that he has absolute power to carry out the will of the people. It was so well understood that supreme power rested in the people that it was never thought necessary to state such the fact. They didn't even have to say the shit. Likewise, they would say, and say proudly, the king owns all the land in the country. Since everybody but a fool knew that he didn't, that nobody owned the land, again, in the western cities. And that the king's role was that of a custodian and overseer. His principal duty being to see that the land was fairly distributed among all the families. And we was on it, man. Pardon me, family. Uh, Brother Bourne, uh, Brother Minkara, and Brother Rahe Rule, I'm lines are muted. All right.
and that before any misconduct could reach one's age grade counsel, it was handled by his family counsel. This never meant leniency. It meant the very opposite because each family was jealous of its honor and image in the community. And any member whose behavior reflected unfavorably on the family will be in trouble with their own family, first of all. Self-check. The result of this was that the age grade councils rarely ever had a case, and obviously this self-government, beginning with the basic social unit, the family, radically reduced the number of cases that went before the elders. Stated another way, each family protected itself. Each age group policed itself so that there was little or nothing the community as a whole had to do. Each group elected its own elders. They met with other age-grade leaders on community matters that cut across age-grade lines. Black power. Black power. Black power. Where'd you leave off that, Sonny? Uh... The last words I wrote was, was, was uh, they met they met with other age grade leaders on community matters that cut across age grade lines. So the next paragraph, it was there for. Get a page number. One sixty nine. One sixty nine. You on the PDF or in the book? In the book. Um, Black Power Family, Black Power Brother Rahe Rule. Black Power family. Yeah, Black Power family. Black Power family. Did you pass the earliest judicial system? That's where we at. We in the earliest yeah. judicial system. One, two, three, four. He read four paragraphs. He down into it was there for. All right, I got you. Another powerful section. I have to say. Well, go ahead. We give you the first uh, whack out of it, Sister Mia. Sister Mia. Ashe. I was saying that um, well, anything, whatever you wanted to um, hit on, it stood out to you first. Go ahead. It's on you. Uh, this whole pat, the whole thing that the brother read, <laughs> you know, from from the title, uh, showing that uh, our people had the earliest judicial system, but it, it just feels so natural. Like this, the way um, Chancellor Williams, through his research, uh, gathered this information and showing how this evolved and its relationship to um, the evolution or the formation of early education, which then tied right back to the early formation of socialization. It just feels right. Everything the brother read, it had me thinking of hearing Dr. Clark in my head. It feels right, you know. And uh, we, 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 have, we do have a blueprint for black power. It's, it's just that we ain't, 
we ain't ain't following none, none of the works that the master teaches and dedicated their life to putting it, to putting out here. That's the only thing we haven't done. We really haven't put it into application. You know, the, the best way to see if it works is by applying it. They should cut that shit down, talk about, you know, we, we wouldn't be able, you know what I'm saying, we, if we chopped the system or we wouldn't be able to make it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I mean, niggas, niggas would, would goddamn me. To me, the self check the self check way of doing the shit is the best way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Shit, that shit cut down on all that old other bullshit. Cause you know, nigga, you 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 disrespect it. You disrespect that shit. You cross that line, nigga. It's it not not as a few people gonna be mad, but everybody's gonna be on your ass. Shay. And, you know, uh, prior to crack, and even still now, you, we still have those remnants in, in, in our communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, my mom and father could speak on that more real, like, you know, where your neighbor would check your ass if you was acting out of line, boom, boom, bang. You know, that that is, think of how old that is now. You know, for me, this is my first time reading this book, but look how old something like that is now. It's innate in us. And it really, like you said, brother, uh, the beautiful thing about this is talking about a chiefless society, even when we got to the point of a centralized um, state or states, and you did then have what was called, uh, not under the European understanding of what a king is, but we're going to use that or a chief, it was still that original foundation of advisory elders still in place. And an example of a chief or a king
But I also wanted to add, you know, when when you have the family involved in keeping things in order, it's also things will also be dealt with love, you know, um, differently than now how things are, you know, with, with the fucked up judicial system we had because they can give a shit. You know, when you stand it up there, they don't know, you know, your background or what you've been through or none of that. You know what I'm saying? You're just a, another novel. You know, at least with this way, it's more on a personal level. And I'm sure your your punishment will actually fit your, your crime. I say, Queen. And we can also see why abnormal behaviors could not exist in that kind of environment, such as homosexuality. Just want to throw that out there since this is now rearing its ugly head, you know. It couldn't be a homo in that kind of environment because of the policing. And not only that, because of how you were reared out the gate, which we went through the early education process. Maladjusted behaviors cannot exist, and particularly that kind of degenerate behavior. The man ain't got no reason to. Like, he ain't got no reason to now. He got enough women. Hmm. That's me anyway. My power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. All these women. A lot of society saying you have more than one. Shit, you crazy. Uh, but 
you gotta move away from your um, you gotta move away from the TV, or you gotta, or you gotta turn the TV down because it's coming through mad clear. On the, go ahead, uh, brother, brother Bourne. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, my partner, my partner Anthony said that uh, he uh trying to he trying to get on, he was trying to say some stuff, but his line was weird. I just unmuted his North Central Texas. I just unmuted his line. Oh, okay, okay. If he just hit you, if he knows. Yeah, he just said he just said it. I just got it. See it. Oh, all right. Now I seen that he was on for a little while, so I unmuted it. I said, well, he he mustn't he ain't one of these Tamil who was just in here, just you know what I mean, just in here causing trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but I just unmuted his line. All right, son. You wanted to, you wanted to say something, Black Power. Black Power. What's going on, Chief? Alrighty. Um, I was just going to add to Elliot what the sister was saying about uh, how the elders or the the community raised women and children in Africa. Uh, everybody looks out for one another. Uh, that is the principle. That is how uh, Africans are raised. Even where I'm from. Um, Everybody look out for uh, for one another, you know, just because uh, your family is from this tribe. That doesn't mean this person from this tribe can't look out for you. You know, if you did something wrong, um, if they have to correct you, they make sure they correct you, you know. Uh, there's no nothing like, oh, no, it's not your child, so you can't, you know, correct what they say. Or, or, like, if they did something wrong, you can't show them the right way to go, you know. So... Right. Just confirm what was going on in his own personal life, still home. Is that that, that we got to we all one we are one people in one village, no matter what. Even though you that's might, right. You know, like the brother said, you might be broken up in a different tribe, but that don't stop us from being one African people, one nation. Period. Coming from that one common source. So I got a right to check your child like it's my child because it is. Yeah. Should do that. If you don't do that, then you're not doing the right thing. That shows that you ain't got that proper love. You ain't doing the right thing if you don't check that child. You yeah, and 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 it's like it's saying in African uh, word that say you take a village. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and that's pretty much that's what's up there. Um, if you go out into the community, you go out into you know uh, over there, you see. Uh, how each and everybody connect to one another, uh, even though their culture may be different or uh, their way of doing stuff may be, may be different. But then again, uh, they have that one connection um, for looking out for one another. You know, uh, they believe one thing, saying, you know, if this is if you do something wrong, I don't have to be your parent to correct you or to tell you the right way to do something, you know. Uh, if they have to give you some ass whooping, they'll give you some ass whooping and take you back to your parents, you know, and your parents will be glad to do that because that is how they raise their children, you know, because your parent cannot be with you the whole time. Uh, another person is responsible for how you behave because uh, you may come home and say a different story. Say, I didn't do it, you know, so it's for them to correct you, not 
your parents have to correct you all the time. So. Mhm. Yes, sir. Anybody want to add anything on to that point, the brother mate? Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna head back to brother Rahebu line. I'm gonna hit the line back, brother Rahebu. I guess I gotta say that little little background noise. Let's see, is that Brother Cause? Okay, I guess I don't want to. It's not trying to work properly. That's your brother Cole? All right. Well, I have I got his line back open. All right. Um, we're gonna move down to uh page one sixty nine. And uh I'll take Lock power, you good, family? Huh? I said you good. I said uh I I ain't in uh around all that background noise and shit no more. Alright, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just check it a little bit. Um, all right then, brother Rahim, move back in, and I'm a, I'm gonna start off and just uh, end this section right here, page 169. Uh, we're done with the African Constitution. Um, it was therefore in the societies without chiefs or kings, where African democracy was born, and where the concept that the people are sovereign was as natural as breathing. And this is why in traditional Africa, the rights of the individual never came before the rights of the community. Individual freedom was un, was unlimited until it clashed with the interests of welfare of the community. This is also why the evolution to a highly centralized state still found the king under communal law, not above it, and definitely unable to do as he pleased. The self-governing people did not have a utopian society in any idealistic sense. There was a practical society in every way. The laws were natural laws, and order and justice prevailed because the society, because the society, could not otherwise survive, otherwise survive. There was, in fact, a government of the people. There was, in fact, not a theory, but a government by the people, and it was, in fact, a government for the people. That this kind of government did pass on the earth is another fact we now call modern progress. We shall note later the impact of some of the developments previously mentioned on the traditional constitution, particularly as it as it operated as it operated in the reestablished centralized migratory state. Meanwhile, it might be it might be well if we single out some of the key provisions of that constitution. For again, the aim is to set forth and set forth in specific terms the actual all-African institutions that all Africa's laws are. All right. Set forth in specific terms the actual all-African institutions that all Africa's laws and of which their descendants do not have, even have a memory. 
do not have even a memory. One of the world's greatest constitutional systems was one of their tragic losses. And as we've seen through that whole section, it's just, you know, uh, and as he rounded up at the end, you know, this was a system that truly was uh, for the people, uh, of the people and by the people, of the people, by the people, for the people, where it consisted of the people, period. And everyone had, like I said, everyone had a role that they had to play in to the system in order for it to work. And no one person was above the system. No one person is above the tribe. As Sister Kamiya um, explained when looking at the movie Chaka Zulu. Uh, any any other people want to add on anything right now? So, uh, let's see, Brother Rahe Ru. Let me follow you. You got your book with you? Uh, you got the PDF. Sure. Uh, could got you, the PDF. Yeah, could you start with... Um, some political theories and principles of ancient African constitution law. That's where we at. Okay. Yeah, I got you. The fundamental rights of the African people. Yeah. Drawn from African traditional constitution and customary laws, different versions of modification of the same laws occurred in different societies. One, the people are the first and final source of all power. Two, the rights of the community of people are and of right ought to be superior to those of any individual, including chiefs and kings. A, the will of the people is the supreme law. B, chiefs and kings are under the law, not above it. Three, kings, chiefs, and elders are leaders, not rulers. They are the elected representatives of the people and the instruments for the executing their will. Number four, government and people are one and the same. Number five, the family is recognized as the primary social, judicial, economic, and political unit in the society. The family council may function as a court and power to try all internal, non-serious matters involving only members of the extended family's group. Number six, the elder of each extended family or clan is its chosen representative on the council number seven decisions and councils are made by the elders the chiefs or king must remain silent even when he announces the council decision it is through a speaker or linguist decrees or laws are issued in the same manner to assure that the voice of the chief or the king is the voice of the people this is an example of provision that had wide variations number eight the land belongs to no one it is god's gift to man for use as a sacred heritage transmitted by the forefathers as a bond between the living and the dead to be held and trust by each generation for the unborn who will follow and thus to the last generation number nine each family therefore has a right to land free of change sufficient and acreage for its economic well-being for the right to the opportunity and means to make a living is the right to live a the land accordingly cannot be sold or given away B, the land may be held for life and passed on to the family heirs 
and so on forever. See, the chief is the custodian of all land, the principal duty being to assure fair distribution and actual use. Ten, all money, gifts, taxes, and other forms of donations to chief or king still belong to the people for relief or aid to individuals in times of need. Number 11, every member of the state has the right of, has the right of appeal from a lower to higher court. In some states, appeals could be taken even from the king's court to the mother of the nation. A, the procedure was to choose village court to the district court to the, pro, to the provincial court to the king's court. Such appeals were allowed in serious or major crimes only, those affecting the whole society. Number 12, fines for offensive against an individual went to the victim, not the court. A, part of the money received from the loser was returned to him as an expression of goodwill and desire for renewal of friendship. B, another part was given as fee to the trial court as an appreciation of justice. 13, royalty in African terms mean royal worth the highest in character, wisdom, sense of justice, and courage. A, he who founded the nation by uniting many as one must be the real leader, guide, and servant of his people. B, the people in honor of the founder of the nation, thereafter the elect chiefs from the founder's family of the lineage and the heirs meet the original test that reflected the founder's characters whose spirit was supposed to be inherited. Number 14, the trouble of one is the trouble of all. No one may go and no one may go and, and want while others have anything to give. All our brothers and sisters, each is his brothers or sisters keeper. Fifteen, age, grades, sex, and classes are social, economic, political, and military systems for one basic and advanced traditional education or formal. Two, individual and group responsibilities and roles. Three, police and military training. Four, division of labor. Five, rites of passage and social activities and chiefless societies. The age grades are the organs of social, economic, and political action. Sixteen, bride price or bride wealth is the gift that signifies mutual acceptance on the part of both families and is intended as a family security bond, which may be returned in part if the wife turns out to be worthless or utterly unsatisfactory. The bride wealth tended to stabilize the institution of marriage. This was not wife buying. Seventeen, the community as a whole is conceived of is one party opposition being conducted by leaders of various fractions. One, fractions of opposition are usually formed by the different age groups. Debates may go on indefinitely, excuse me, indefinitely or until a, con until a consensus is reached. Once a consensus is reached, the communities will determine all open opposition to the common will must cease. Those whose position is so serious that they are unwilling to accept the new law may splinter off either individually or in groups under a leader to form a new state or the nucleus for it. 18. In warfare, the object is not to kill the enemy but to overcome him with fear possible, such as screaming war cries, loud noise, hideous mass faces, etc. Where killing is unavoidable, it must be kept at a minimum in case of defeat. There must be some kind of ruse to enable the enemy to retire in honor. 19. The African religion not being a creed or articles of faith, but an actual way of thinking and living is reflected in all institutions and is therefore the greatest constitutional significance. Politically, the role of chief as a high priest who presents the prayers of the people to his and their ancestors in heaven is the real source of his influence, political or otherwise, socially, the rites of passage, songs and dances to drive away evil, etc., as well as purification and sacrificial rites where the atonement of sins are important. 
Three, the economy was directly affected by setting aside certain areas of lands, groves, lakes, and rivers are sacred not to be used and innumerable, innumerable religion and festival days. Twenty, since religious and mortal law must prevail and the race survive, a man may have more than one wife, for he is forbidden to sleep or cohabit with his wife either during the nine months of pregnancy or during the suckling period of one or two years. Thereafter, the wife may not prepare meals for the husband or family during her menstrual period. The husband is strictly forbidden to have any kind of relationship with one wife during the set period that belongs to another wife. 21, the supreme command of the fighting forces is under the council, not the king. If the king becomes the commander-in-chief, it is through election by the council because of his qualification as a general field commander. This position ends with the war and the armed forces return to performance status under the council or more directly under the respective paramount chiefs. There were no standing armies. And I ended off at the fundamental rights of the African people. So if anybody want to uh, input some information, get their thoughts and opinions, or go in on the information for the family, your lines is open. Yes, indeed. Oh, but not everybody's line is open. Uh, so next up, we're going to read. Come on, no, everybody, don't let everybody run to your book at once. Let them know exactly where you're at, Brother Ryan. Okay, the fundamental rights of the African people. The following is a representative number of human rights also drawn from customary laws or traditional uh, constitutions. Every uh, member of the community has. One, the right to equal protection of the law. Two, the right to a home. Three, the right to land sufficient for earning livelihood for oneself and family. Four, right to aid in times of trouble. Five, the right to petition for redress of grievances. Six, the right to criticize and condemn any acts by the authorities or propose new laws. Opposition groups in some areas called the young men or recognized by law. Seven, the right to reject the community's final decision on any matter and to withdraw from the community unmolested. The right of rebellion and withdrawal. Eight, the right to a fair trial, there must be no punishment greater than the offense or fines beyond ability to pay. This latter is determined by income and status of individual and his family. Nine, the right to indemnity for injuries or loss caused by others. Ten, the right to family or community care in case of sicknesses or accidents. Eleven, the right to special aid from the chief in circumstances beyond family ability. Twelve, the right to general education covering morals and good manners, family rights and responsibilities, kinship groups, and social organizations. 
neighborhoods and boundaries, farming and marketing, rapid mental calculations and family clans, tribal and state histories. Thirteen, the right to apprentice training for a useful vocation. Fourteen, the right to inheritance as defined by custom. Fifteen, the right to develop one's ability and exercise any developed skills. Sixteen, the right to protect one's family and kinsmen, even by violent means, if such becomes necessary and can be justified. Seventeen, the right to the protection of moral law and respect to wife and children, a right which not even the king can violate. Eighteen, the right of a man, even a slave, to rise to occupy the highest position in the state if he has requested ability and uh, character. And 19, the right to protection and treatment as a guest in enemy territory once one is within the gates of the enemy's village, town, or city. 20, and the right to an equal share and all benefits from common community undertakings if one has contributed to the fullest extent of his ability, no matter who or how many were able to contribute more. And then these constitutional principles and practices were held onto and carried by the migrating blacks to every part of African continent. This fact is one of most remarkable parts of the black man's story, most remarkable because even those societies that sank to barbarism held on to the fundamentals age after age as though they were clutching the last shreds of life itself, even in Egypt, where the Asian and European impact was greatest. African constitutionalism could not be completely blotted out. Black Power. Black Power. Mm. Anybody be seeing the team good? Nice little nice outline. Anybody want to add on? No, sister, come in. Can you please take the next thing? I, you know, I like how you read. Uh, Black Power family, uh, BB48 to the queen, and other family members that then dropped that information. Okay, um... Okay, um, Queen, what page you left off again? You did the fundamental rights of the African people, right? Um, I'm right after the the Constitution. Um, because I'm not looking at it right now. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't want to. Brother Vaughn, that's uh, 174? Yes. Oh, that was the end of that chapter. That's what I thought. I thought I, I was bugging out. You did the constitutional yeah. principles and practices. Yeah. Yeah. 
because this was a short chapter. Mm-hmm. Powerful chapter, too. Okay, make me think of what the suitors say. Sometimes, uh, you know, books that ain't got like a thousand pages, the books that got a small amount of pages, have the most powerful information. And this chapter six was mind blowing. Uh, so fundamental in developing our own our own situation here, and also it gives you the uh, the outline of what we already created. You know, and that gives you, you know, that just already gives you the glory for the victory. You know that it's already been a victorious time. Shay, I don't want to hear nobody say, uh, you know, we we have we actually have blueprints here. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear that shit no more. I want to hear it. You can't tell me you done study these master teachers working. You out here teaching the people, and you saying that we don't have no roadmap. We don't have. Uh, a blueprint that's been left behind that we can gather ourselves together under an African-centered perspective and move forward. Mm-hmm. We need no new African party. We need a new African way. Well, I say because I don't, I don't disagree with you know none of the constitutional rules. So, I mean, why reinvent the wheel? Black power. <laughs> uh, Brother Born, I think Brother Cause is um, muted. All right. Uh, all and right. Brother Little, too. Oh, Brother Little came in, too? All right, all right. I'm going to open them. I'm going to open them right on up. Mm. Had to turn the heat up in the house. It done, you know, things done changed out on this side. <laughs> things changed on this side. So are you going to keep pushing or I'll go to the next one or what? All right. Hey, Black Power family. Black Power, Black Power. All right, all right, they're here. Because um, right, if we go into Chapter 7, by the time we finish, if we ain't going to have enough time to finish it on uh,
I see the buzzers in, you know. Because overall, because uh, that, that quote you wrote, you, you said to me, I think we might want to bring that back up. I don't know if we want to bring it up here. Might have to get into the, to the back room to chill out. Okay. I just want to thank your family and, again, the Sutip for playing this uh, great work on the table because, you know, um, page 70, um, that that last paragraph before he gets into the um, the principles of the ancient African constitutional law, which, okay, well, we know law come from our people, the whole concept and all of that, but, you know, that last line, this is why um, – you know, for me, I'm going to, um, the whole point of me studying is to find out who I am, find out uh, things that have been lost, and um, reapply them. And, you know, he says here, the actual all-African institution that all Africans lost, and of which their descendants do not have even a memory, because I did not. He's speaking of me one of the world's greatest constitutional systems was one of their tragic losses. And it's a tragedy that we can repair. It don't have to stay a tragic one. It don't have to stay a tragedy. And, you know, that's the reason the review of work like this is for us to uh, reorganize, rethink, and that's why it's, it's one of these things where it's like getting back to the basics. This is one of the books that you call one of the basics you're going to need coming into, you know, uh, dealing with where we're coming from right now. This is one of the basics. So we always have to get back to the basics and to those who brought us uh, tremendous scholarship early before things were changed. And when I say things changed, you know, a lot of the curriculum was changed up because a lot of the curriculum changed due to the fact that Integration. Integration changed curriculum. It changed what was written in a lot of different, uh, a lot of different books because they knew that they would be given to both uh, black and white children. So you know, we look at the works from these elders who were around before the change and were just around long enough. See, see, change. You know, and as I said, you know, science change up now. The way that they give things change up. A lot of information that they laid out to us was information is information that is just be hard pressed to run across right now because a lot of the uh, literature that they were reading is just um, not utilized anymore.
Ashe. Well, with that being said, family, you know, we definitely had a wonderful show tonight. It's always good. Uh, I look all. I look forward to this show on a regular now. This is uh, something I look forward to just going over this with the family and keep me from reading until the next chapter. Just, just taking it as a fresh, as a, a fresh read. You know, uh, I doubt that I've opened it up in order. You know, I might have opened it up, but just read it all the way through. And it's definitely over a year. You know, so this is uh, something that is needed. It give me time to read other other things, but also still bring this back into my conscious on a regular basis. Black power. So for the family out there, um, we thank y'all, and we definitely know that you should definitely get into this great and mighty work by Dr. Chancellor Williams, and that is the destruction of black civilization. Um, race issues from 4500 BCE to 2000 uh, AD. It's showing us the way. And as we already know, the ancestors know the way. And if you don't listen to the elders, it's, it's to what? At your own peril. <laughs> At your own peril. All right. With that being said, though, we again we thank everybody for coming out. We'd like to see y'all slaughterhouse Saturday. I've, I've been putting the calls out. I've been putting the calls out hard, and uh, we might be able to get pimping in. So I've been putting the call out hard. So we definitely look, you know, be looking strong to see if we get pimping in. And if we can get pimping in, we'll we'll love this dialogue between between Captain Ass and pimping. You know. Um, but with that being said, though, we'd like to thank everybody for coming out again. We have to um, we have to uh, stay diligent, hold the line, be aware, a lot of trickery, a lot of sorcery. Don't just incorporate yourself with everything. Stand strong as an individual that knows how to be united on African principles. That's the, that's the uh, greatness of us. That's one of the things that we've learned in our sojourn over here. Is how to be strong as an individual. Being African has, has shown us what we can do together as a unit. But the unit is only as strong as each link. So we only, you know, we are strong as what they say is the weakest link. So don't be the weak link. With that being said, we like to say uh, praise that Turner, glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad, praise Harriet Tubman. Go to the Ida B. Wells, on the spirit, BB4 EA. Crack in the trunk. I'll make it too. Yes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.